When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope your weekend treated you just beautifully. Uh, You know, I had a fun week. I actually, one of my favorite things from last week was hearing from you. So on Wednesday, I did my strength finders compared to my Enneagram type. And I got a lot of feedback from you all about how aligned yours is with mine. So a lot of you who are sevens, like some of you were like, we have the exact same five in the exact same order. Um, Others were like, we just have like mostly the top same five. So I, what's interesting about it is I was, I was reading it. I was like, Oh, you know, like this is a lot of three energy, a lot of eight energy. And um, you know, I, I saw a lot of seven in it, but I really started to be like, am I mistyped? Um, now I know that I'm not. I've I love to ask myself that question. I ask myself that question probably five times a day. And then I go read again, like as if I don't know this stuff. Like I, this is what's so interesting about the Enneagram is that like everybody's description of a type is going to focus on like different areas. And there's so much depth and complexity to it that even if I'm like, okay, this is, this is what it means to be a type seven. I really, every season kind of fixate on a different element of it. And we'll just get kind of wrapped up in one specific character trait. And so sometimes I'll go through and I'll read multiple books at one time, just to kind of refresh myself on the other elements that maybe I'm losing sight of that season. So whenever I feel like, oh, maybe I'm a five, (laughs) I'll like go through and read in multiple books. Like, okay, let's read this five description, the seven description. And I am a seven to like the core of my being. It's so shocking every single time. It's so fun to have something that knows you so well that you forget things about yourself that you read about yourself almost 10 years into your journey with it. Like that's so fascinating. And I wonder if this is why the Enneagram appeals to so many other sevens because it's like endlessly fascinating and there's not like a cap on how much I could learn, which I think for a lot of things that I have felt that way in my life, like, okay, I figured this out. Now I know it. What's next? And I think with the Enneagram, especially if I'm prioritizing my education on it and I continue to open myself up to learning, it will let me learn as much as I'm available for. And that's very fun. And I forget things, you know, or I'll focus, like I said, focus in on one thing and then kind of re 
interest myself in other elements of it. I don't know. I think that's kind of fun. So it was really cool to hear from you all that there are so many other sevens who are like, no, we are the same. <laughs> like This is weirdly connected. Um, I've also, since doing that episode, I guess it's like two weeks since I did that episode now, but I've fallen in love with the strength finders. Honestly, like I, I don't think I'm going to like start a whole new career path or anything, but I did find it really helpful in just knowing like, okay, these are my skills. Like, and really let me embrace what I'm good at and not feel so much pressure to be good at all the things, you know, and just kind of like, okay, I'm a, I'm a mover. I'm, I'm going to get things done. I'm going to get them, them done fast. I'm going to find new creative ways to solve problems. And that is my greatest skill set. <clears throat> I don't have to be the person who like get catches the typos or gets everything done right every time. And I can put things in place that support me. For example, like I use Grammarly. Um, I am horrible with typos. I'm also horrible with just general grammar. Un unideally as a writer, but it's the reality of the situation. And so Grammarly is so helpful because it like catches all of my little flaws. It helps me kind of restructure the way I'm thinking about things or the way I'm phrasing something. It's a very cool tool. So when I was like kind of thinking about like, okay, my strengths and my weaknesses, when I work with coaching clients, I'll often say like, let's optimize your strengths and then get support for the, your weaknesses. And so for me, it's like, I'm optimizing my strengths. I'm fast and moving forward. We're getting things done and I'm going to find support for my weaknesses, you know, for example, primarily or kind of asking for help in the things that don't come as naturally to me. So that all feels really good. And I, I feel like I kind of dogged on it a little bit and was just kind of like, I don't know, I'm skeptical of this test. And now I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm on board. I, I like it. So, um, that's what's on my mind <laughs> this morning. Um, I wanted to talk, uh, just a reminder, if you're new, hello, welcome. So Coffee Chats, we do every Monday, and we go through kind of a little routine here. I talk about three good things that are going on in my life, something that's on my mind right now, like a lesson I'm thinking about. Then we talk about what happened last week and something I'm feeling vulnerable about, something I'm feeling proud of. And we talk about my core desired feelings, which I'll explain when we get to those. And then we go through a little self-care challenge and we talk about what's coming up in terms of content this week. This is basically just my, it's like our little all hands on board meeting of let's talk about what's going on behind the scenes. So we're, you know, being vulnerable, we're sharing ourselves, we're connecting on a more intimate level. And also here's what's kind of coming up. Here's what to expect. Here's kind of what's going on in my world. If you're interested in that, that way we're, we have like a whole relationship. It's not just me telling you facts about the world. Anyway, let's get into today's episode a little further, starting with today's good things. So the first good thing is this thing that I do when I work from the office where I go across the street to the coffee shop in town and I get my drink. Usually I'll get an espresso, but sometimes I want something to sip on for longer and I'll get a drink to go. And I just bring whatever book I'm reading and I sit there and I read either for the time it takes for me to drink my espresso or for the time it takes for them to make my drink. 
usually like five, 10 minutes. And it's such a lovely little break in my day. I usually do it right after lunch. So it's like kind of part of my lunch break and it just brings me a lot of joy. It's definitely a good thing. Oh, my number two is a little bit of a tease and it's not fair, but it is what it is. It's my interview that I did today, which is Evie Jenner. She goes live in a couple of weeks on Friday and we talked all about the Enneagram and your menstrual cycle. And I loved this conversation. I cannot tell you enough how much I loved this conversation. She is brilliant. She is like, knows what she's talking about. After we got off, I was like, you have a book, like you need to write this book. Um, we just, I just really like her as a person. I like the way that she was like very conscientious about talking about, you know, people with uteruses, not just like women having periods. I really value that. Um, she just also like knows what she's talking about. She's so, it was so, so good. So make sure you check that one out when the time comes, even if you are not someone who has periods, if you maybe are in relationship to someone who does, it's going to give you a ton of insight into why we're different. And the third good thing is I just feel like I'm really in a season of reclaiming myself. I think before Enneagram happened for me, which I feel like in a beautiful way, Enneagram and coffee happened to me. Um, not like as like a, I was a victim of it, but more so like I wasn't planning for this to happen. You know, I was doing something else and I had a whole life and a whole trajectory that I had laid out for myself. And then this miracle happened where I kind of created a hobby account and that hobby account became huge. And then I continued to deepen my education and my trainings and I became more and more informed on this thing that I was fascinated by. And then all of a sudden, like, that's the thing I talk about all the time and I love it, but it, I've often felt like there was this part of myself that I'm missing. And last year, I took the step to combine my accounts. So I had one account that was like my name and then I had Enneagram and Coffee on Instagram. And I took the step to just really focus on Sarah Jane Case and turned Enneagram and Coffee into my name, which is one of the weirdest choices I've ever made. Okay. It was like a weird marketing choice, but it was also like the right choice for me as a person. And that was like kind of an attempt to like, let's make these two worlds one world. I need to be in one place because I had been for years in two separate places. That being said, I didn't really integrate any of my old self back into my work. I was really focusing on just, I don't know, it was just, it was just a weird transition, you know? That being said, now I feel like I'm really doing the work of reclaiming some of that, like bringing back some of my expertise that I just kind of haven't been able to use as much, you know, like my burnout prevention and recovery work, my work with business owners and coaches, my work, my work with time management and planning, things that bring me a ton of joy that I feel like really support the people who I work with. And I, I, yeah, I can just kind of feel myself coming back, coming back to myself a little bit. And that feels really good. So Let's get into what I've been thinking about lately, which is when our ambition meets our capacity. So today on Stories, we talked about self-trust. So the, I'm talking Tuesday a week ago. 
no, the Tuesday before this came out. And I, we're going to dive a little bit deeper on that this week in the podcast, spoiler alert. But we talked about trusting ourselves to make adjustments when things don't feel right. So often, right, we make adjustments in big times like New Year's or the beginning of a month or even the beginning of a week. I just talking to my husband earlier about how diet culture really instilled in me this mentality of I'll start again on Monday and how strange it is that he like might not have experienced that because he never, you know, he didn't really grow up with those pressures put on him. So interestingly enough, right, we kind of have these time frames where we're like, okay, I'm supposed to adjust at these markers. But when we're in tune with our body, when we're listening to our body, and we're having a relationship to ourselves, where we get to listen and adjust, those markers aren't always applicable, which kind of brought up the idea of ambition and capacity. What does ambition look and feel like, right? Like at the beginning of the season, I sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to lay out my plan for the year and I'm going to be the perfect person in all all of the areas of my life. I'm going to be the perfect friend, the perfect partner, the perfect business owner. I'm going to be the perfect employee, the perfect parent, the perfect health guru. I'm going to like nail my fitness. I'm going to nail my, how I eat. I'm going to always be hydrated queen. Like all of these things. I'm going to do all of these areas of my life as well as I possibly can. This is what that looks like. When and then when we do that, we get into real life and it we are starting to recognize our capacity. And the unfortunate reality is that often our ambition is not in alignment with our capacity. And when that happens, we turn on ourselves, right? So instead of going, whoa, maybe my ambition was like a little ambitious. Um, we go, why, what is wrong with me that I can't sustain these habits and these goals and these plans? Why am I the only one who can't do all the things you're supposed to do to be a perfect person? What, why, what's wrong with me that I can't do that? And the other, you know, and this can happen in either direction too. Like when our ambition is greater than our capacity, we lose a sense of self-trust because we feel like I can't do the things I intend to do. So I must not be trustworthy because I don't follow through. Or when our capacity is greater than our ambition, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to show up for ourselves, right? We go, okay, like, I'm just going to stay really small and like, Maybe I'm not like that important or that valuable. And like what I have to say is not that doesn't need to be heard so much. So I'll just kind of like stay in my little, my little world, my little bubble and not push the boundaries too much. And then we like miss this opportunity to really experience our greatness, to experience our worth and to show ourselves that we can and will do things that produce results for ourselves. So that being said, right, like the goal isn't to have too much ambition so that our capacity is incapable of maintaining it. But it's also not to have so little ambition that our capacity is so much greater than it that we never get to challenge ourselves or or prove to ourselves that we we can do more than we're capable, we think we're capable of. So that being said, like the goal is really to figure out like an alignment between our ambition and our capacity to say, okay, here is the reality of my capacity. 
here's my best case scenario. How can I ad adjust my ambition accordingly to make sure that these two things are aligned? So to kind of define capacity, it's really like how much time do you literally have, right? Because for some of us, it's going to be different than others. And, and when I talked about this on stories, I talked about that quote that I hate, which is, I have the same amount of time in the day as Beyonce, or I think it says you have the same amount of time in the day as Beyonce, which is worse. It's like accusatory. I don't like that because the reality is that's not true. You do not have the same amount of time in the day as Beyonce. Yes, we all get 24 hours in the day, but Beyonce's a literal billionaire, right? Like she has like plenty of resources, plenty of support. She has teams of people helping her at home and at work. Um, she's not a single parent, right? Like there's all these elements at play that that change her capacity. Her capacity has increased significantly as her net worth increases. She has more resources, more support, more supporters, right? Like people who are willing to catch her if she falls, like there's so much more capacity available to her than there is to the average person. So when we say Beyonce has 24 hours in a day, I should be able to do what Beyonce does. That's not fair, right? And it's not very kind because it's not true. So what we have to do is we have to look at our capacity honestly. So we need to look at like, how much time do I literally have? Not how much time do I think I have? Not how much time should I have? We're looking at the facts, like the non-negotiables, these things have to be done in a day or like my children will starve. I will, I will starve. Like, I lose my job, these kind of things, like non-negotiables, not this is what it means to be a good parent, not this is what it means to do self-care. Like for me, I'm like, well, a non-negotiable is my three hour long morning routine. That is non-negotiable. But it's not, right? Like if I don't do my morning routine, like no one dies, nothing bad happens. Maybe I'm a little more stressed that day. But in general, like the non-negotiables are more like, okay, I need to wake my kid up, get them food, get them ready for school. I need to get dressed and get ready for work. How long does that take me typically? 30 minutes, let's be honest. <laughs> not ambition. I'm not, that's not where my ambition lies. Um, and then, you know, where do I have to be in terms of meetings or work? Like where, what, what tasks on my to-do list have dire consequences if they do not get done? You know, what has to happen in a given day and really chart this out for yourself, like practically, literally chart it out by a week. Like what does Monday look like? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the way back to Sunday and get an honest idea of what your time is. Then here is the thing you have to keep in mind is that capacity is not static. It changes. Part of capacity is our time, of course, but it's also capacity in terms of our energy. How much energy do I have? And friends, be friendly to yourself about this. Be kind because your energy is not going to be the same day to day. If you are someone who has menstrual cycles, like your capacity, your energy for capacity is going to change every single week based off of your cycle. Like it's just nature. But all of us have seasons where we have more or less energy. Maybe we're doing a lot of tasks that take a lot of energy from us and we're getting drained on a regular basis. Maybe you're going through chronic health issues. Maybe you aren't sleeping well. Maybe you're having a hard time getting to the gym. So your energy is a little bit lower. 
maybe you're not hydrating, like your capacity, your energy is going to be so variable that you have to honor it, right? So that's part of your capacity as well. So time, energy, and then the third element of your capacity is your desire. Whether we like it or not, our desire to do something impacts our capacity for it. It just does, right? If I'm thrilled and excited and I really want to do something, like my dopamine levels, thrilling, okay? (laughs) Thrilling. I'm on board. We're doing it. We're, We're going. If I don't want to do it, I can make it happen, right? Like I can show up, I can do it, I can push through, but it's going to be harder. It's going to take more of my energy. Therefore, my capacity for it will be lower. So honoring that is so important because we need to be honest about what our capacity is so that we can work the puzzle of making our goals happen. Because when we think about our goals in terms of a set of rules, a set of expectations for ourselves. This is do this or you fail. Do this or you're bad. If you don't do it, then you quit and and quitting is evil. (laughs) When we think about it like that, we create so much space for ourselves to not do the thing, which is interesting because it's so counter to what we think we're supposed to be doing, right? We think, okay, I'm supposed to be following through with this goal. It makes me a good person. If I follow through with the goal, I'm like good. And if I don't follow through with the goal, then I'm bad. And so I better do it or else. And when we come from that mentality, we actually end up doing often the opposite of our intention, which is giving up. Like it's that whole, like if they're a hundred percent or 45%, like if I give a hundred percent, great. But if I can't, then I better not do anything at all. It's this all or nothing idea. So instead of going, I'm good if I follow through, I'm bad if I don't. So instead of saying, if I want something, I want to do this thing, can I do it? Ask yourself, how am I going to do it? What adjustments need to be made to help me do this? And then adjust your ambition accordingly. Really get honest about the time you have available to work on something. Be honest about the energy that you have to do it. And then get really, really honest about if you even want to do it. Maybe you do and great. Maybe you don't. And maybe you don't and it has to be done still. Then do it a little bit slower. Maybe you don't and it doesn't have to be done. And then you can just not do it because why it's we're playing pretend at that point, right? So trust your ambitions, but also honor your capacity and adjust them accordingly. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line, it's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI, it's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Okay, let's get into what happened in my life last week. We're going to get into some of the more behind-the-scenes personal elements of the show. Last week, honestly, I hit the wall of my own ambition and had to rework the puzzle. I really needed to like, and honestly, I'm still in the midst of reworking the puzzle of just like, okay, my capacity is adjusting. I need to adjust accordingly. What I thought I was going to be able to do is probably not going to align with some of the plans I'm making for myself. Like I got new information and then my old information is now a little bit outdated. So I need to make, I need to work that puzzle. The second thing that happened last week is I officially decided 
to launch my coaching program again. So if you don't know, I used to do burnout prevention and recovery coaching. I also worked with entrepreneurs specifically in what I called the partnership program. And this was one of my favorite things I've ever done. It's I essentially operated as your business partner, but without the equity, like you paid me like a monthly fee. And then I lived with you through your business. And one of the things that is so hard about being a business owner is it's incredibly lonely. And especially when you're like not going through a good time or you have things that you need to work out, it can be really tricky. And some people have really good groups of friends, right? Where they call each other all the time. They text each other all the time. They, my friend, Amy, she just launched a book. She's like New York times bestseller, like way to go. Um, and she did this post and she was like, my two best friends, uh, were really there for me. Like I was texting them and calling them like 20 times a day. I am so happy that they have that with each other. Like, I love that for them. It just couldn't be me. Right. Like I, I am so terrified to ask people for help. Like it just does not come naturally to me um, to rely on other people, to field their feedback. They have like maybe one or two friends who I will ask questions like that to. And they have reassured me a thousand times that I'm more than welcome to do that. And I still wait until the very last minute when I'm absolutely desperate because it's just easier for me to like hire someone for that kind of stuff. Like I just don't, it's just not the way I, I relate naturally. It doesn't come easy. Um, so that being said, like hiring someone, like having the opportunity to give what I, in my most dire moments have needed is just someone to talk, bounce ideas off of someone to ask you the right questions, someone who's had experience building a successful business to say, well, this worked for me. This didn't work for me. Here's some people you might want to connect to. Here's some things you might want to try. Essentially serving as your partner, as you run your business, as you kind of have a season of building out your business. So that is kind of what I'm bringing back. And I am really excited about it. I've been doing some kind of one-offs with Enneagram coaches lately. Um, people who are therapists too, who work with people using the Enneagram and helping them to kind of either like helping them talk through some of the people they're typing, but also talking through like, Hey, like let's get a more well-rounded understanding of this number. And also just, you know, how, how's it going for you right now? And that has been really fulfilling for me as well. And so I'm bringing back the partnership program. It doesn't necessarily have to be for business owners and it definitely doesn't have to be Enneagram related. It's just, if you want a teammate and it's going to be, it's going to have, there's a capacity. So I can, I need five people to make it worth it for me to do, but I max out at around 10. So somewhere around five to 10 people who want a partner in, in this life where you're going to meet twice a month. And then you'll have like access to me um, via something like Voxer, Marco Polo or text. I don't know which one yet. And we, I'm just going to be your teammate. And I'm really, really excited about it. Um, yeah, it feels like that's, this is kind of what I'm talking about when I talk about like that reclamation, like I'm combining these two things. And I think the cool thing about it for me is that I think when I did the partnership program before, 
I was very good at strategy at saying, okay, well, these things aren't working. Let's adjust accordingly. Let's make the logistical adjustments we need to make. And I still think that's very important and very necessary. But what the Enneagram has offered me in kind of having like almost a decade of studying the Enneagram at this point has taught me the more emotional element of it. I'm much more in tune with my emotions, I'm much more in tune with the reality of like people's personalities being different than mine. And I just feel like I have so much more depth to bring to the table now through the lens of the Enneagram. And I'm pumped. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm really, really excited. So yeah, I'm going to just have like an application process. I will go ahead and I think it'll be ready by the time this goes live. I'll put the application in the show notes so you guys can apply if you're interested. I, I wasn't planning to tell you that. I was just planning to tell you that's something that I'm working on, but I'm really excited. So that's kind of why I have to go back to the drawing board and adjust my expectations of myself because this is something that I'm so passionate about. And yeah, it's essentially three months of working with me one-on-one in kind of a, a tight way. And hopefully it'll be really, really supportive and you doing more of what you want to do in the world. Okay. Back to it. Also last week, I read Novelist as a Vocation by Haruki Murakami. And I wouldn't say that it's only for people who want to write novels. I think anyone who's a creator, anyone who's writing, I think it's worth it. Um, I really believe it did a good job at taking away the power of the word artist, but also kind of giving you practical tools and permission to do it in your own way. Now let's get into things I'm feeling vulnerable about launching my partnership program. (laughs) I don't think launching anything ever stops feeling like you're throwing yourself a birthday party. Cause when I think about throwing myself a birthday party, I wasn't like popular in school, right? Like I feel like I knew a lot of people, but I wasn't close to a lot of people. And so I never really knew who was going to come. <laughs> it was always like, maybe I'll have friends there. Maybe I won't. Every person who ever showed up to a party of mine, I was surprised that it ever happened. Um, that being said, that that's how it feels to launch things. Like I've had friends who are like, girl, you are going to sell 10 of those so fast, but you honestly never know. Like you really never know. And the truth is like, I'm not looking just for like bodies in the seat. I'm looking for people who I really like feel like I can support. That's why there's an application process because it's not like you're applying and you get approved. Like, are you good enough? More so it's like, can I really, am I a good fit for you? And honestly, y'all, you should apply no matter what, because even if you're, you should apply either way. Even if you're like, I'm not positive if I'm the right fit for this or not, because I have a lot of coaches that I know. And so even if I'm like, this isn't the right fit for me. I might have the right coach for you and it could be amazing. So anyway, um, I feel vulnerable about it. (laughs) I'm like, I hope people, I hope people apply. Um, that being said, I also feel vulnerable about taking photos in public. So I had this idea for social media this year and I'm really excited about it. I want every Monday's post to be a photo of like my book in front of my face, whatever book I'm reading that week in the setting and like a cool setting. I envision this happening in like lots of different coffee shops because I travel a lot. I go to lots of different coffee shops all over the country, all over the world. And I thought like this would be such a cool way to document 
like not only what I'm reading, but also like where I am. But I've mostly just been taking them at home and at the office because I'm too shy to take them at the coffee shop, especially when I'm by myself. So I went today to do it and I chickened out. <laughs> I just don't want to be on influencers in the wild. Even if I, even though like if I was, I wouldn't care. It's just like in reality, I think I even submitted one of my own videos for that one time. I don't actually feel like anyone's opinion of me is bad. It just feels vulnerable for some reason. So I need to get over it. And the third thing I'm feeling vulnerable about, and this is a funny one, but at the coffee shop I go to, there's a barista there that every time I go in to do my little reading break, asks me what I'm reading. And every time they've asked me, I have been reading a book I wasn't thrilled about. And so I've always said like, oh, it's okay. It's like not the best book ever. Um, here's what I like about it. Here's what I don't like about it. And today I was reading a book of poetry and I was just not into it at all, but I'm going to finish it. And um, he was like, oh, tell me what you're reading. And I was like, oh no, I don't like it. So I was like, I do like some books. Like I swear I like some books. This is just not the one for me. And every time you ask me, it's always like not the one, I, not one that I like. I think that's hard for me as a seven because I don't ever like to complain. So um, I'm like, oh man, now I'm just like the complainer. But you know what? I think that's probably healthy for me to let someone think I'm like a complainer. All right. And then things I'm feeling proud of. I'm feeling proud of this time of reclaiming the parts of me that I feel like I have left behind. I feel proud that I said no to something that sounded really fun for me in favor of not stressing myself out. And y'all, that is a win that is a win. And I feel proud of being really aligned with the partnerships that I've taken on lately. I just feel like the work that I'm doing with any kind of company or corporation is very much aligned with where I want to be, things I actually use, things I'm really excited about. And my core desired feelings are the ways that I want to feel this month. And that is refreshed, grateful, and aligned. So this week I'm going to feel refreshed by working from the office more. I found that when I work from the office, I get more done in less time. I feel happier. I think it just gets a lot more natural light than our house. I also like feel more energized because I'm like around other people. I get my little reading break routine. It just feels like much more, I feel much more refreshed when I finish a work day at the office than when I finish a work day at home. That separation is really nice for me. So since we put the desks in the office, I feel like really tempted to work there a lot. And it's also easier to film like reels and stuff like that when you're home. But I feel so much better when I work from the office. So that is important to keep in mind. Um, I'm also going to feel grateful this week by experiencing awe at least once a day. I want to intentionally choose feeling the sensation of awe, like taking the time to watch the sunrise or the sunset or staring at like a teeny tiny blade of grass, like things like this that really bring a lot of joy to my life if I take the time to notice them. I remember one time Obi and I were at a coffee shop and we had sparkling water in a glass and we were just staring at it and we were totally sober, <laughs> just to be clear, but we were just like staring at it and like watching the bubbles like burst. And like, just so immersed in like the sensation of watching these, the sparkling water, like 
burst and evaporate. And like, you could see it in the sunlight above, like as it pop, as the bubbles were popping, it was so beautiful. And we just took the time to really notice that. And I think about that. And like, when I think about being in awe, that's like a moment I think about. So I want to really challenge myself to feel awe this week. And I also, in terms of aligned, it's, it's launching the coaching program. I feel so aligned with it. I feel I took my time deciding to do this guys. I started deciding if I wanted to do this in November of 2022, which for me is ages, like one, two, three, four, we're on five months later. And I'm just now deciding to do it. Like really putting the like energy into it, launching it. Um, I'm very impressed. <laughs> I decided, I guess a month ago for sure. Like I started thinking about it, pondering about it. I took on a few like one-off coaching sessions here and there just to kind of see how it was feeling to me right now. And then I was like, okay, I'm definitely doing this, but I'm going to like still sit on it for a month, which is not my personality. And, um, I just feel like I'm really choosing this from an intentional place, knowing that it's what I want to be doing right now, knowing that it's what I have to offer, knowing that it's like total alignment with how I want to be serving my community right now. Like cool feeling. This is very, very cool. <laughs> um, so often I'll make decisions really fast and then I'll be like, why did I do that? Why did I make that choice? And it's too late now. We're in it. And um, this feels like the total opposite of that. Like I'm waiting to the point where I'm like ready to bust through a wall or something. Like I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And now I can finally go. That's a really cool feeling. And my self-care challenge last week, my self-care challenge was to take more baths, to like really intentionally make time for it. And um, I did not do that. I did not do a good job at that. I, I think the last time I took like a bath bath, like when I'm, I'm talking like a, a luxurious soak in the tub bath, um, that was like the day I decided to do this <laughs> or the day before. Um, so oops on that one, definitely dropped the ball. But this week I want to write down everything that I have on my plate everything that, you know, having coaching kind of rework the puzzle. Like if I'm bringing in coaching clients, what's that going to look like? What is my capacity going to, how is my capacity going to adjust? Cause right now I'm creating so much content and truthfully, like for Instagram, most of that content does not perform. Like it just, I love, I'm loving making reels right now. But if the engagement on them are, is so shockingly low, like I'll have a post, which for me at this point is good. It used to be low to me, but I'll have a post and it'll get like 18,000 likes, which is a great performance. It used, that used to be like a average performance before Instagram got weird. And then I'll have a reel that'll have like, you know, 15,000 watches and like two, 200 likes, a hundred likes, no comments. Like the engagement is crazy low. So I don't know if I can keep making them, you know, if that's the right place to be putting my energy right now, even though I'm having fun. <laughs> um, so I need to, yeah, I just need to like do that puzzle and, and that's going to be a real act of self-care. And let's get into what's coming up in terms of content this week on the podcast. Wednesday, we are discussing the concept of self-trust and Friday is a Q and a episode. 
I am loving doing those on Fridays, really getting in and being able to answer your questions and sometimes kind of pull Instagram as well and ask more questions from y'all than just one. But um, if you have questions on the Enneagram or self-care or creativity or personal growth, you can send those in to 828-338-9127. I answer every single one that comes in. So if you have questions, you send them in. It's very fun for me. It's very fun for the audience, um, especially if you call them in. Very cool. Um, so let me know if you do that. Don't let me know. That was a weird thing because you're letting me know by sending it. But do know that you can do that and it will get answered. And then uh, Wednesday on YouTube, I'm doing just a regular old day in my life. I feel like it's been forever since we did this and I feel like it's time. So we're going to do that. And, you know, this week is an invitation to identify your capacity and to adjust your ambitions accordingly. And we're going to end today with a quote from Ann Lander. Some people believe holding on and hanging in there are signs of great strength. However, there are times when it takes much more strength to know when to let go and then do it. Thank you all so much for joining me today and I will see you Wednesday for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.